0: favorite swim bait podcast scales and tails episode 39 tonight we have we have another gentleman from the pnw we have mr frank headland tonight uh for anybody who doesn't know if if you go and you kind of just you know graze frank's profile on instagram you'll see it and you'll see these fish that he catches and like you'll be like holy shit so all right frank is definitely um a pnw stick i would say I don't know he's probably shaking his head like he doesn't agree but I'll let Frank introduce himself then we'll get going from there.
1: Hey, how's it going my name is Frank um yeah from the Pacific Northwest been fishing out here pretty much since I was a kid on and off you know and just enjoying myself out there as much as I can.
0: Yeah so how, how did I mean P&W it's kind of it's not like there's a crazy amount of stuff to do out there. How did, how did you get into fishing when you were younger out there?
1: Well, pretty much the same as all of us, I think. You know, Grandpa, my dad took me out a bunch. So started out really young fishing. And um, yeah, we did a bunch of salmon fishing and steelhead fishing growing up. My dad was really into bass fishing. He got a little bass boat when I was probably like eight years old or something. So started bass fishing with him and then... Kind of got out of, out of it a little bit when I was in my 20s. And then now the last like five years, I've been just grinding it out, having as much fun out there as I can, just learning as much as I can, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Was, um, so so I guess you'd always kind of had a background in bass fishing by the sounds of it. it sounds like your dad had did, uh, did some of it when you were younger. So you, you always had an idea of uh, what bass fishing was like and how to do it.
1: Yeah, I was, it was fun. I remember going out there and watching him do it and stuff. So I always had a love for it, you know what I mean? So it's always been something close to me. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, I was going to say a lot of guys, um, they, maybe necessarily some of their family members, their dads, or they, they would fish or they would dabble in fishing, but they didn't really specifically bass fish in it. That was kind of something that they found out on their own. But it sounds like you, I mean, more or less from the beginning, kind of, had an idea what bass fishing was and got to experience that
1: yeah back when i was a kid though it wasn't cool like none of my friends bass fished. nobody knew what bass fishing was you know all my dad's friends would make fun of him because he wasn't salmon fishing you know that type of deal
0: <laughs> oh wow yeah that's crazy at what uh what point in time like i'm assuming it was probably like in the last five six years like you said when you got back into it when did you start swim bait fishing
1: um I would say about my second year back bass fishing. Like, I remember when I got, like, salmon fishing, I was doing a bunch of that, and um, the season was pretty much over. It was, like, March or something. I was like, I'm going to go bass fishing this year. And um, I just started, was just throwing, you know, a Texas rig, dragging a worm around, dragging a creature bait around, just smacking them. And I was just like, man, I'm missing out. I can't believe I haven't been bass fishing in all these years, you know. So that, that's pretty much how it got going. And then uh, my buddy Corey he told me about Instagram. So I get on Instagram, I'm looking around, I'm like, holy cow, these guys are doing some crazy shit now, you know, throwing swim baits and whatnot. And um, I was like, I want to try to start doing that. So that's how it pretty much started right there.
0: Yeah. Were those guys doing it in Washington or were they doing it down in California at the time?
1: Well, I I think I have seen most of you know the California dudes at first, and then yeah, yep. slowly I I think Brent was probably like one of the first dudes I seen on there, like that was consistently smashing on him doing that, and I was like, holy god, we can do that here. And then then I just started digging in, you know, looking into it. And, um, yeah, um it, cool.
0: dude. It's crazy that like y- like your you and your guys' group was like literally I'm like quote unquote like the pioneers for washington for swim baiting that is so badass it, it, it was like so untouched up until you know six 67 years ago that it, nobody had ever done it like oh my gosh i can't imagine
1: yeah i'm not claiming to be a pioneer whatsoever the guy there was some there's some straight dudes that are straight they don't you don't even know about them and they're insane right yeah. they've been doing it up here forever but yeah it's been it's been cool learning. Um, and, um, you know, trying to figure out these fish because it's like, our, I feel like in Washington, our seasons are so, they go by so fast. There's The patterns that you're looking for don't last very long. So it's all, you're always changing and it's pretty, it's pretty fun.
0: Yeah. Do you remember what your first uh, swim bait was? And then was that the same bait that you probably caught your first fish on?
1: Yeah. I got an S-waver. And S-waver? I was like, yeah. Started throwing it on, you know, like my flipping stick, 7'6 heavy with braid. Just horrible setup for that, you know. <laughs> and I remember I, I wasn't getting very much action on it at all for a while. I was fishing it pretty good. And uh, I went out to one of my favorite lakes and uh, had a crazy day where I, I got smashed on it by giants, like five giants, five, six pounders, and lost every single one of them because of my rod and my setup. Oh you know? my gosh. And that was when I was like, oh, yeah, I need to get serious about this. Started getting my gear together and stuff and learning, you know. But I remember that that, day. That that was like the day, kind of like the tipping point, you know, where you're like, oh, yeah,
0: got to figure this one out. So was that around like 2017, 2018, around there?
1: Yeah, 2018, 2019, I think. I had been fishing like – super hard right when i got back into it i just wanted to learn as much as i could be on the water as much as possible so i was fishing a bunch and um i was fishing one lake that year the whole entire year just figuring it out and i ended up um catching some solid ones out of the spot i ended up catching a 10 on a jerkbait in december on oh my gosh yeah i went out it'd been like seven trips in a row skunked out there and uh, from november to december and i remember i get out one day it was like 10 in the morning, and, there was, and I just launched the boat. Didn't even turn the motor on. Cast it out from the boat launch. Like, fourth cast. ripping in the jerkbait. Like, two rips in, the thing just stops. Like, it hits a log. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that, that happened. And I remember when I caught that fish, that one, I was like, oh, I need swim baits to catch this these fish now. And that was <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> but that it was, it was pretty cool. That was about the same year when I... When I, that's when I really wanted to catch giants because seeing that fish I was like oh my you know holy cow
0: yeah once, once you have an idea once you have an idea they're out there you're like okay how can I how can I have a high percentage chance of catching one of these fish more than once in my life
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely and um, so that's so what okay. drives, drives you know, drives me to grind out there as much as I can because those experiences are awesome you know what I mean
0: yeah dude for sure did um so after you caught that 10 and then you you go out the s waiver, and you have that day you miss miss those five or six good fish Um, yeah that was uh, that was
1: before i'd caught the 10 that that was okay so rolling into the next year i had the puds on deck and um i i didn't i mean i didn't do really really good or nothing but i caught some fish here and there i was learning it you know I mean, in the spring in Washington, you can literally go to lakes and just throw it around anywhere with a hud and catch some fish, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, that's crazy. I didn't catch many giants that year. But the first year I came into um, swim baiting because I was trying to learn to swim bait, and I missed out on a bunch of good jig bites and stuff, you know, where I would have got some big ones through the spring. No, nah,
0: I didn't catch any big
1: ones. The whole That whole first two years, probably swim baiting.
0: Oh, my gosh, it's brutal. At that point in time, when you had those HUDs on that next spring, did you kind of do your research, and did you have a little bit better of a setup instead of just your flipping stick? Yeah, you have I, I, or something? yeah, I got a um, Dobbins 806, which is a
1: perfect rod, I think, for when you're starting out. You can throw a bunch of different baits on it. And uh, yeah. that's what, I threw that rod for a while. And, um, I mean, I still have that thing. You could literally probably slam that thing in the door, and it wouldn't break you know what i mean (laughs) those things are tough rods
0: yeah for sure over that winter um i'm sure you were probably salmon and steelhead fishing a lot were you kind of no i was strict on bass bass fishing yeah Yeah. okay
1: yeah those um those first two years i fished year-round i mean it was clockwork i was going out no matter what two days a week and then like in the prime time i'm out there like was out there three four days a week you know
0: your favorite swim bait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high end made in the USA rod blanks. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing at depths 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. Damn, dude. That's, I mean, what, what's, what's a Washington winter like? I mean, it's, it's probably like 20s, 30s.
1: No, no, not at all. Um, back on that year, it was a super mild winter. Like, we didn't get a lot of those cold days. I don't think we even got any snow, maybe like one snow. But typically, oh, yeah. in the wintertime, it's like 40s here. Damn, that's you
0: know? nice. I need to yeah, move it's watch. not too bad. <laughs> so that next year, you're fishing, you have your huds and stuff did you kind of um, dive down into glide baits or was was there a certain style that kind of t- took your took your fancy like soft baits because they looked pretty realistic or glide baits because you could fish them like a jerk bait at that point in time or was it just like whatever matches the hatch and I think is going to be able to fool a big fish. That's what I'm going to fish this year.
1: Yeah, I, I think I wanted a little bit of like, you know, I wanted a glide bait and I wanted a soft bait. There, I felt like, there's those different tools that need to be used, you know, when you're out there. So I was trying to learn both, you know, um, the glide bait took me a super long time to get any confidence with, you know, cause I know a glide bait is all touch, you know, so you have to learn how that bait works very well when you can't see it. And that's how you're going to catch the big ones with it, you know? And, um, so it took me a while, the soft bait, I had a ton of confidence in cause I could just drag it on the bottom, like a jig, you know, and get popped and, So I built a lot of confidence in the soft bait was first, like pretty much all I was throwing.
0: You know, that's funny because that's like ass backwards, bass backwards to everybody else because like, there's been people that have been, I mean, I see it on Facebook all the time. Guys have been swim bait fishing for like three or four years and they make a post asking about how to fish a hut or something because they've never fished a soft bait before. I don't know what it is, but like commonly I think there's like a, big gap between hard baits and soft baits in the swim bait world and guys, just guys do not have any confidence in soft baits for for whatever reason i mean i i, don't yeah, know. I think I, it
1: comes down to with the soft bait is man i fish a lot of guys and it's hard to have the patience dude like most guys don't want to do that you know what i mean and i get it i don't oh, want to do yeah, it all the time sure. either like if i could throw a guy bait and be all fast with it that's like my favorite thing to do now you know one of the fish are just fired up and you can chop a glide bait all around cover and just get blasted on that's the type of stuff i'm i like to do
0: but yeah, if they're dude.
1: biting the soft bait only you gotta throw it
0: uh, ripping ripping a glide bait like there's no better feeling and like you're talking about how it comes down to a feel thing for a glide bait that's the thing like a lot of people don't realize that like there's very few glide baits that you can fish the same exact way. Like every single glide bait you has its own cadence. You have to, you have oh, the time to chop stuff. And, and uh I mean, you're not going to be able just to pick up a glide bait. Not okay. You're not that you're not going to be able to, but eight times out of 10, you're not going to be able to pick up a bait and go out and catch a fish on it. Like your first hour fishing this bait. Like you gotta, you gotta really learn how the real, real twitches like make that bait move and, and how you can get it to snap back and forth. And it's, it's tricky. Like people people I don't know, I think people underestimate what it's like for a new bait. Like people people will uh make new baits and sell them and stuff and people are like, Oh, this swims like shit. And they say that just because it swims differently than baits they're confident in. Like I have a glide bait who has a super big headhunt and it kinda it kinda rolls over on its side while some of my other baits are just super snappy and snap back and forth. That head that head like headhunt isn't necessarily my favorite thing but I know at some point in time there's probably going to be a day where that outfishes the really snappy glides. I like fishing.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Cause uh, what I do is like, when I get a glide bait, a lot of times the first time I fish it, I'm like, that thing's junk and I'll set it down or, you know, I just won't like something about it. And then I'll come back to it later. And uh, you know, maybe the water temperature was different. Maybe the water was really cold and it didn't, you know, run real good in cold water or vice versa, you know, I'll come back to it and be like, hope, oh, you know, I'll find a, a purpose for it. And I've done that with a few baits, you know, so I, I definitely agree agree with you on that. You, sometimes you first look at a bait and you're like, not too impressed with it.
0: <laughs> I will say, um, like, I, I don't know, probably catch some flack for this, but I like the TK way more than I like the K9. I know you're, you're a pretty big K9 guy and I kind of want to talk about that. I don't know. Do you fish it with the transfer tail? Is that how you fish your canines?
1: Um, I don't fish it with the transfer tail too much. I mean, I have a ton of them, and I do fish with it on there, but um, I prefer the regular tail, you know, tail down. Uh, The whale tail, yeah. Yeah. Because the transfer tail is a tighter walk on it, you know? Yeah. And when I'm fishing either the canine or the TK, like the TK was my juice, like, Dude, I was like, I'm learning this bait, dude. And I fished that bait for a year straight, dude. And it was, it didn't, that bait, you know, that's one of those ones you first look at and you're like, this thing pops weird. It doesn't pop perfectly straight or something, you know, when you're, when you're it. I yeah. remember when I first got mine, I didn't know the cadence of the bait. And it was, sometimes it would like go to the left twice instead of when you wanted it to go to the right, you know. And now I've got the thing dialed to where I can swim it, you know, can't even see it. And I know exactly what it's doing, you know. But the TK was my my jam for a while. But the K nine has way better drawing power. So if I want a shot at a giant, I need like you can catch him with the camp with the TK. But I feel like the K nine I can at least find him with it. You know?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Up there, uh, are you strictly gliding it? Like down or over here? Not down here, I guess. Over here in the early spring, um, I'm fishing my TK. I'm dead walking it. Is there a point in time where you really have to do that over there? Or does the wall kind of?
1: I'm fishing every mode of that thing, dude.
0: Like, okay, okay.
1: Last year, like there's this, there's a really sick mode on the TK. It's like the stock lip, the tail, dead, dead, dead slow. I'm talking things like on the surface. And or it just
0: kicks, kick side to side.
1: It's no, it's barely moving. Oh, it is okay. Barely, barely moving back there. You're just a steady reel. I mean, not a steady reel, but a real cadence that's perfectly steady, dead slow, and the fish will absolutely murder it. I caught an eight last year doing that, and Damn. you know, what I mean, that's that's a good one. But that's another one of those ones where you gotta have the patience to do it, and you have to know the fish are there. You can't be just throwing that thing like that all over the lake. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that because. Um, I, I dead walked mine this spring, which is short lip, and then the V tail, and so uh, cast it out there. I'd give it like three hard cranks, so it'd kind of get down, and then literally it's it's like one little reel pa- or one little reel turn, and then boom, you kind of hit it like a little jerk bait. I usually <laughs> would count to like six, and then I just do the same thing, and it is so slow and and. I came to the point and I realized, yeah, if I'm just doing this everywhere, my arm's gonna fall off because it's so fucking like, it's just so or What the fuck's the word? Uh, it's just so repetitive for so long, like throughout a whole afternoon of fishing. I'm like, my arm's gonna fall off. And then I ended up catching a four and then a super high five. And I'm like, okay, that was worth it. Like that, that made up for my bitching.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That will make up for it in a second. It's all those days. Don't touch (laughs) them. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: So, do you fish the K9? You you fish that over the TK most of the time, it sounds like.
1: Nowadays, um, well, like this year, yeah. Um, This year I was throwing it way more. I always have the TKs tied on and I always have a K9 going too. So, I'd always be reaching for the K9. And uh, it was working well. And then I started losing confidence in the TK just because I hadn't been fishing it as much, you know. And it still works good.
0: Yeah, that, that happens to me too. Like, I'll I'll get a new bait and I'll fish it over this other bait. And then, like, a month later, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I I've literally haven't tied on a single other bait. And I'm like, oh, man, I probably yeah. need to do that. Like, it's time to brush brush up and make sure that I know I'm not fucking forgetting anything. <laughs> Yeah, I like the TK, um, for like coming back later.
1: Like if if I'm fishing somewhere and I'm not sure where the fish are positioned at first, I'm throwing something big, you know, because I'm gonna f- I'm gonna learn some shit, you know. So yeah. And lately you, this uh, year I, they've been smashing for me. I've been catching some good fish on the canine. So I was like, oh, we're gonna keep this rolling, you know.
0: Right. Um. Are you gliding it or are you cranking down your canine? Um. Like, I. In, I. In summer um this
1: year i played around with this like glide mode that guys use on the ghost and um i put the v-tail in and then i well i got the bait painted and that added a bunch of weight to it um and then i put a v-tail in and then i add some weight to the rear hook hanger area and um it's like a glide bait then and uh that's how what i liked a lot for early spring here when the fish are like they're not really moving very fast, but they're still looking in the glide bait. They, like, come up and kiss the bait. They're not murking the bait. It was working good for that. But once the water warmed up, I couldn't swim it fast enough. So that's when I go to the um, tail mode B, you know, lip out mode B.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny you say you got that painted because I saw a picture of it on your story the other day. And I'm like, what fucking color is that? I've never seen that color before.
1: <laughs> yeah, my buddy Lad painted that up. He's fucking sick at painting um it's a steelhead color steelhead pattern okay. i thought it would be it would be cool to have it on there one of the steel that i caught last year he painted it up on the bait for me and dude that color murk that i, I like that color it's a good good pattern it looks just like the stalker
0: trout we have and shit around here so was it a high float originally and now is it kind of is it a no it was a low, low
1: float now? It was okay. a low float, but um, the, what I was getting at, yeah, so the paint added some weight, and then I also added some weight in the rear hook hanger, and then you can fish it with the lip out um, like a glide bait, but it's a very slow retrieve on that one. If you start swimming it fast, it'll blow out. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I was doing in the springtime, and then I, once it got warmed up and the fish started moving around, then I switched it over to that one that would um, be...
0: Yeah. So, are you? How are How are you fishing your your K nine? Like, are you fishing it around? Like, uh, I saw a picture the other day, and you you had a bass. Like, you were you were looked like you were pulled up on some lily pads. Are you fishing it over like weed beds and stuff, or are you literally just fishing it wherever you think the fish are? And you just know you have confidence in it that the fish are going to come up and at least be intrigued enough to get a hook.
1: Yeah. Um, it depends on the lake and how the lake set up for me. You know, um, if it's one of our clear, deeper lakes that doesn't have a lot of grass, then I'm focused on these high-percentage areas. Um, You'll find them if you go out and fish enough in our lakes. They're super, you know, money spots, and the fish stack on them. You know, you'll have three spots that will dang near have every fish in the lake on them in the summer. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm hitting those spots and, you know, trying different angles and whatnot, and on the grass lakes, that, that's why the K9 is good to me is because it floats back up. I can swim it around patches, around pads. You'd be surprised. You can glide that glide bait like right on pad edges and go like right on the inside with pad right around it, and they come out and smoke it, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, I like fishing my TK around like I, – I fish it in some like thick-ass like docks and shit like uh, marinas and stuff, but just because yeah, I know, I I know if I get like hooked on something, I know it's going to f- – it's going to float back up to the top majority of the time. I'm not worried about losing it because it is just a TK and and I can get them pretty easily, but well, lucky you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, at one point in time I had like five or six and then I just kind of sold them. Now they need one.
1: (laughs) Nah, you got to have like eight of them, two of fucking all your favorite colors.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cause you break
1: one off or you lose one, dude. Like I fished mine on 17 pound floral usually and um that shit will break if it has something wrong with it. i you know you're checking it all the time granted i haven't lost one yet i had to die for one in january i think i did oh fuck. i caught one on a buoy line dude and uh oh. I, w- I wasn't letting that thing go because i caught like multiple sevens on it the year before is that still
0: one uh,
1: no that's that was the k9 this is uh that's the cali dream that was my first tk i got oh, Um my god it was, yeah, so, yeah, this whole homeowner, like, decided to put some secret rope under this log, and I'm That's swimming so down shitty. a log that I had swam down all year, and there's rope on it, and it watered, like, 48 degrees, and it was, like, That's just shitty. out of reaching distance when I leaned over the boat, so I had to, like, fucking go into my head, my buddy's holding on to my legs while I'm down there, I'm holding on to the rope, trying to cut it, it was a nightmare,
0: but I got down Dude, I just had to swim for a bait last night in the river, and that was fucking cold. I got all the way up to, I got up to, like, my, my stomach, and <laughs> like, fuck, and I was like, it's not really a log jam, but it's a down tree, and I didn't think it yeah. was that deep, and so yeah. I, like, I, I took my sweatshirt off, and I set everything on the tree, and I was just like, well, here we go, and I fucking, I didn't have to get all the way down, thank the lord, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so fucking stupid, <laughs> but I got bait yeah. back, so it's whatever.
1: I know river fishing, man. You gotta be careful that current will take you over where you're not supposed to
0: be pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Luckily, like this was like just some random hole, and I I knew like you know six feet away it was ankle deep water. So I'm like, okay. yeah.
1: I was like, how would you guys? Flash is, is your weather starting to get cool over there?
0: cold yeah uh, i'll look right now the, the last night the air temperature was super it was like 60 last night so i got out oh, of the water man. and the air temperature was so much warmer than the, yeah. the water temperature so i was like comfortable yeah like right now it's 48 uh it's supposed to be 40 Oh, no, it's supposed to be 37 tonight so not yeah. crazy cold but also not, not like not summer Dude, we're anymore. having the
1: weirdest fall like we haven't even got a good rain yet this year And that's like my favorite bite of the year almost is like that late August, early September. You get that first gnarly storm coming in. It's like warm rain. Oh, my God. That's the night to be out. You know what I mean? We haven't even had one of those yet. It's been sunny here like every day since forever. I think I
0: can honestly count on on like one hand how many times it rained this summer. And uh, I'm new to the area, so I'm not necessarily sure what the fishing is like usually but all i know is when we had like no water these fish were just stacked up on top of each other in little runs and you could go down there and i could i could hook six or seven fish in 10 minutes and like on glide baits dude it was so stupid in the river it was crazy it was ridiculous
1: that's cool yeah our lakes like most of our small lakes that i like to fish are so low right now that some of my zones where i should be catching them they won't even pull up on it because it's so shallow still or the lake's just been pulled down so much this year by no rain. It's a trip. They're all okay, natural lakes, right. and they all draw, draw down a little bit in the summertime. But this year, I've seen it. it's bad. Some of the launches are kind of kind of bad. It's I'm like, holy cow.
0: Do you think the shallow water has helped your bite at all? Like the, the shallow no. water? No,
1: I don't. Because it's, it's like most of our lakes, the way they set up, or the smaller ones, a lot of the ones, They'll just have like lay downs and stuff in random areas, you know, and let's say they're typically in like 15 foot of water. Now they're in like 10 or nine or some of the ones that were in eight or in three foot, you know, and oh my it, gosh, it, yeah, it changes how the fish are setting up. I have found this fall. That's what I've kind of found. Um, has been happening to me. It's not been the same type of deal as it been previously.
0: Damn, dude. So are those fish kind of setting up where you I think what they do cast. To these fish
1: yeah well if you're not on that top type of lake um i think they just fucking pull off into open water you know and yeah just, for sure because they don't have good structure to set up on but that's only on a few of my smaller lakes um, some of the other lakes that have creeks that come into them all year those ones are fine they're not bad
0: that's that's so crazy um the, the psycho gill that, that's a bait that if you go on your profile, you see you holding up a lot of very nice fish with the psycho gill. Was that a new bait for you this year, or did you have no, that last No,
1: I've year? had that thing for three seasons now. I remember I oh, got right. it. I remember I, I seen that thing somewhere, not even on Instagram or nothing like that. And I was like, look at that cartoon-looking bait. And I hit up <laughs> Joey, and I was like, hey, can I get one of those? And he's like, you ought to get on the list. And I was like, all right. Had me to the list. <laughs> totally forget about it. And he hits me up like six months later, like, oh, your bait's done. I was like, oh, rad. He sends me that thing out, dude. And it was like game on, right out the box. That bait swims good, dude. You have the, the two-piece, right? Yeah, I got the two-piece gill. And then I just won in that August tournament, the um, Psychotrout, which I've been after that thing for three years or so. And I'm, I mean, I'm not going to pay no dummy prices for those baits. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> So, joked yeah. I got one, dude. It swims chits too.
0: That's Joey shit
1: so swims super straight, and that's a deal for me. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I had a psycho trout two piece that I, I really wanted to fish, but I was I was giving it away. So I'm like, I can't fish this thing because my luck will yeah. off or something. And I wanted to yeah. fish it so bad because it looked so. It was it was just a white one, but the white like just it was like sparkly yeah, white. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I white's
1: killer, was, dude. I like like the the bone too, like that the the TK and the K nine that two fifty six color, that's a good one, dude. That um, one just
0: I would say probably probably around the time it sounds like you got yours, my buddy ended up getting a Psycho Gill like second hand, but somebody sold it to him at retail for like a hundred and twenty bucks. And this this kid was new to swim bait fishing. I mean, new, new, new um and he didn't even know what it was and he opened up his he lives he lives down by detroit and he came up and fished with me up at home like two hours away from here and uh, he opens up his box I'm like dude where did you get this he's like oh i don't know some <laughs> guy sold it to me i said do you know what the fuck this is yeah he's like psycho psycho gill i'm like do you have any like any pr- idea of like what this is like i know you know the fucking name to it but do you know what this is he's like no it's like a wake bait isn't it I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, yeah, oh, it's really? a lake bait, dude. I said, fish it, please. And then he ended up selling it like a month or two later because he's like, oh, I don't know how much I'm it was worth. Baits. Yeah, I don't know. I think he, was I like, think he Holy only shit, sold it like for I can sell this thing
1: for four hundred dollars, deal. Yeah. Fuck, oh,
0: dude. Oh my gosh. Dude, yeah, I I was, it was it. crazy.
1: Yeah. That's insane. He got it, he got a deal and then he gave
0: it away. That's the problem. Nobody for yeah.
1: baits. Just trade them. Dude,
0: I I like for anybody who's listened to like all the episodes, I've said this more than once. I, I legitimately gave away a DRT ghost because I didn't know how to fish it and I lost all the attachments. I think
1: I heard and... I listened to that podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That was a cool story though. I paid like fucking six hundred or seven hundred <laughs> bucks for it. And then yeah, like, a couple weeks later I'm like, fuck this thing. Like this thing's a piece of shit. And I gave it away.
1: <laughs> that thing showed up at your doorstep and you're like, holy shit, this thing's giant. Like, yeah you, dude, i
0: remember i remember getting yeah. it from the post office and my grandpa who who used to live in the same town as me he just he he lived like a couple blocks away and he was at the bank and they're right across the road from each other and he sees me coming out with this big box and it was like right around i want to say it was one of our family members birthday he's like oh is that a present for so-and-so i'm like no it's a bait he's like, what, like one bait and it's yeah. this box, like a foot and a half long he's like one yeah. bait. i'm like yeah i mean I was like, here, come, come over to the truck and we'll open it up. And I grabbed my pocket knife and I open it up and I open up the box and it's facing me and I'm like, holy shit. And he's like, is it really that big? And, Cause he, he yeah. knew I big stupid baits and I show it to him and he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, you're going to catch a fucking muskie on that thing.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. I remember my buddy got one too. And I, was the first time I seen one, I was like, holy cow. I mean, I was still intrigued by the bait. I didn't know even anything about it. And I tied it on. And I could, I remember I was burning it and it was like, shit, it looks so good in the water. Like I, I need, I want to get one. I need to get one for sure. I'll throw the shit out of it too. If I have the one.
0: Yeah. I think if I would have gotten it now, I would have kept it. And I also understand how DRT baits work. So I wouldn't have lost all the fucking attachments for it in a matter of a day.
1: Yeah. But- that, that's crazy. I hear people say that I, I don't lose a lot of shit unless it's my fault. If I, I mean, if I, bounce it off a dock or but i mean you know i don't you i don't lose them much yeah Um, you put the tail like i try to put the tail in dry i think that makes a difference once it yeah i do that too bunch of water in there it
0: doesn't hold up and then uh i always i always try to roll the lips out whenever yeah whenever you I gotta broke. be careful
1: for sure with the yeah lip.
0: my buddy my buddy broke two of my lips in one day because he was just he was pulling them straight out and they just kept fucking yeah. snapping the teeth and i'm like dude are you serious like i only have like two more of these fucking things and they cost like nine dollars a piece with shipping yeah i know
1: yeah you gotta get stocked oh. up and all that stuff once yeah, you order I know. I gotta,
0: I gotta do that soon for <laughs> well, sure Gosh, i, I think say, they have um, stuff
1: on their site for sale right now lips and stuff i haven't looked in a while but they've been pretty good about it nowadays
0: yeah i i like uh marsh the homeless fisherman he casted his or did he cast his off and break his off his tk and he's like do you have one i can borrow and i was like yeah dude just just take it like i'm not gonna fish it i have yeah, to fish this year you needed a
1: tk you know how it is you can't be out without a tk like, <laughs>
0: yeah exactly i was like i have two base. you can have one dude yeah that's rad I, would have done I was like, "Don't thing. lose it though," because I sent him the that Hama color. I don't know if you know what color that is. Yeah, it's like mirrored chrome. Yeah, I sent him that one, and then uh, I I have the Monster Drive one, which the Monster Monster Tackle one's like my favorite color. It's like just that iridescency pink and gray. yeah, it's a sick color, sick ass color. I've caught so many fucking fish on that thing.
1: Yeah, I did the same thing. Kind of my I broke one of my canines this year. I had a fish blow it up out of the water, and I set the hook, and the thing flew at me. And hit the side of the gunnel on the boat, and straight cracked. It, it oh. didn't even didn't even break into pieces. It should have. It was like flying like hundred miles an hour. <laughs> and anyways, I was bummed because I need two K nines set up for different modes, so I can throw them, you know, differently. Yeah. And I hit up my buddy Corey. I was like, dude, I broke my K nine. I need a K nine. And boom, he had a brand new one for me the next day. That's, That's what the sick. homies do for each other.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, funny <laughs> you say that because I cracked. I cracked my uh, one of my TKS. I bounced it off of uh, like a overhang limb, and I I cracked it. But it's not even really a crack. Like there's a crack yeah. starting, like a hairline crack, where that ball bearing sits, like right behind the front hook hanger. Right. That ball bearing hit the side and cracked. I'm like, fuck. I was like, I don't have any super glue with me. I really hope this thing's not taking on water, and it, it wasn't luckily, yeah. so I'll oh, lucky. So I probably lucked it up.
1: I've never broke a TK. Honestly, I don't think. I don't think I have. I yeah. bounced them, dude, like throwing them like a mile and landed on a dock, like or, like you thinking, oh my god, this, <laughs> this cringing, and it comes back perfect. You're like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, getting back on getting back on track. Just to yeah, bit here. What are what are your setups for your baits for? So just just go through for right, them right now. You have set up for
1: my friend Daryl. He um, DD Customs. He's built me a few rods. so I like them a lot. He built the first one I got was um, the TK stick we built, and it's a really parabolic. It's a medium light, um, one to three ounce, seven nine I think, with a really long handle, and uh, not super long, but I mean it, it's a longer handle than a normal seven nine. I love that setup. That setup super light in my hand um, with a Prado uh, DC on it, which I'm gonna switch that reel out.
0: Um, but then, I, uh, I could not fish a DC that fucking buzzing noise would get so annoying. I don't so mind
1: funny. the buzzing noise, but that reel like two years old now. And freaking it blows up all the time. Mm. It's like the DC just yeah. turns off on it. I'm like, <laughs> what in the hell you'll, you'll go to fire out a long cast after a hundred casts. And all of a sudden you just won't hear the whine.
0: Oh, that's
1: fucking weird. Yeah. It might just be mine before it did that. It was awesome. I loved it for like underhand pitching. Like I can straight like flip into stuff with that bait and it, that's what the dc helps for i think in my opinion other than that it's not needed you know but um that's the tk stick with 17 pound fluor on it and then i got my soft bait rods uh, um mega bass rochi i think uh, or rochi or i don't even know it's a heavy mega bass rod with a Karato K on it and a 20 pound fluor. that's like what i'm throwing like HUDs on and whatnot and then i got for my k9 rod i got an eight foot daryl built that one that's a dd customs um can't remember the specs on it. it's a little bit stiffer of a rod but it's perfect for the k9 i love it and then uh like i still got that 806 too and i got (laughs) it i got it 86 that daryl built me that i throw my um eight inch huds on and my heavier like i like to throw the 250 on that thing too like i throw the 250 a lot I don't catch a lot of fish on it, and I'm only caught dinks on it. I've lost a ton of big ones on it, but I love that bait, and that's what I usually have tied on them, that thing.
0: Is the 250 the biggest bait you, you usually fish? Right now,
1: yeah, that's, I'm, that's the biggest one. When I need a bunch of drawing power, if I'm at a new lake and I need to find out where the fish are, I'm throwing that thing. The first day I right. won't catch shit, you know, but I'll catch them on the second or third day.
0: You know, isn't it crazy how how you're talking about how you, you catch a lot of fish and a lot of good fish and even small fish on the K nine, but it only seems like you catch dinks on the on the two fifty.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had my opportunities with the bait this year, like, and and the that baits like our fish have really small mouths, and yeah, yeah, you always get them like one prong in the mouth, and then the baits on the outside of their face mm-hmm. and. It's just a giant, like an eight plus or seven, you know, seven, six, any of those ones, they come out of the water with it and it's game over. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, like, yeah. um, and our, also our that,
0: fish, oh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: That bait is, is the hooks are so much further apart than like a canine. If you look at it, when you fold the bait, the hooks are like right next to each other. So I find with that bait, you'll either get one or the other hook and they'll get like two prongs on it and they're pinned. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I was just about to say I like how um, I I can relate to what you're saying because our fish are the same exact way. I I was talking to Brian and like it's it's not uncommon here to to catch a 17 inch fish that weighs almost five pounds. Like, yeah, that's crazy. They're small for how fucking big they are. There's butter balls here. They're fucking like college football day blimps. I swear, dude.
1: Yeah, I've seen them. They look cool. I like those style of fish. Like their heads are all just like grow straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. but um yeah yeah our fish are like on average like mostly around 20 inches is a five pounder you know i have seen 19 inch five pounders but that's the, cl- the cutting i've ever seen personally myself and those things are just s- stuffed and usually on a kokanee yeah. lake where they're just gorging on kokanee you know um yeah, dude, that's
0: but so typically sick. like no. it's
1: no. like our fish get to like 22 to 24 inches but i typically it's like you see like 22 23 inch that's a that's a giant giant dude like My eight last I, year was like 21 and a half i think but it, it was just so fat that's why it appeared so short you know what i mean if it didn't have if it wasn't belly didn't stick out you know that much it would have been longer you know what i mean
0: right dude it's it's crazy that that you guys catch fish this big out there because here Dude, like, like a six-pounder here is massive, like absolutely yeah. massive. We don't have
1: the ice over here, though, dude. Yeah, so we have yeah. longer growing period. Like, dude, I've got lakes here in the wintertime. When it's a mild winter, I'm out there in December, February, ripping a, a, a small swim bait through grass, and they're smoking it. These fish are feeding That's, year around on mild years. Sick. But, like, last year, we had a pretty cold winter, and bass fishing was horrible. Like, my buddies that do it year-round were just getting their asses kicked. And I was like, I ain't even going to try. I'm going to be steelhead fishing. <laughs> and then when I see one yeah. of you guys start getting on them, I'll be right there with you. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Fuck, dude. That's so crazy.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a trip because, man, I've, I've seen them fired up in the winter, and last year was not the case. It was a brutal winter for bass fishing for everybody. That's on the west side, but yeah. the east Fuck side gets, the, gets some ice and whatnot. <laughs>
0: You no, know, that's that's one thing I'm gonna try this year though is I'm gonna I have a nice pair of duck hunting waders they're like 1600 grain waders I'm gonna I'm gonna fish my river in the winter time for smallmouth because I think like people do it in the Mississippi and shit all the time and like the dead of winter out in Minnesota and Wisconsin and like yeah I don't think there's any reason I can't do it here maybe maybe not with a 250 but like with a S S-Waver 168 and shit for sure I think I can do it
1: that'd be cool yeah I see like Phoenix and uh, um, Jeremy. Pratt, I think his name is. Aren't they up there by you? I've seen Uh, them just massacring giant smallies in the winter time.
0: Yeah, so so uh Marshall or not Marshall, uh Phoenix and like Kyle from Throwback and all them, they live like nine to ten hours west. Okay. I, I think maybe they're they can't be very much farther north than I am. Like we're probably pretty close on a on a parallel line to each other.
1: Right. Do you have any spots for discharge spots or anything?
0: Um, so there's one lake down here, right? It connects to Lake Michigan, and it's a hot water discharge. But yeah. the hot water discharge is on Lake Michigan, oh. and they must. I stack don't know. That yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth anybody's time to go do it because, like, here in the winter time, they pull, they drag out um all our docks and shit on the lakes have big ass wheels on them. And they hook tractors up to them, and they pull them out after uh, Memorial and Labor Days when they put them in and take them out. And oh, so, wow. like, the tournament we fished this weekend, like, you're literally launching from the beach, and you're fucking getting soaked because you have to push your boat off and jump into the oh, boat wow. because there's not a fucking ramp. That's a trip. Yeah, dude, it's so shitty. So, yeah, like, I, I do. not I don't know if it's really worth anybody's time to go fish this discharge because— I'm don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a shit ton of fish in there, especially when the water's like sixty. They got other stuff to fish
1: for, probably, huh? Other areas, (laughs) yeah,
0: exactly. Ice fish and shit, yeah, and and you got to get out there. Like you got to fight the fight the current and everything, and and the waves if there's rollers and shit. And if it is like a decent winter, like you have ice chunks floating around until May, like in the big lake. So you got to fucking dick around with all that.
1: Yeah, I thought it might have been like a small river or creek, so you could. Access it by foot, but if you had to take a boat, screw that.
0: Oh, the well, the the lake or the the lake, the the river I live on is small. Like I can walk all the way across it. Like i oh, okay. I could definitely walk across it in the winter time for sure.
1: Right on, that's cool.
0: I can. I mean, I could. It cast is, it's gonna be
1: all froze it. over, though, isn't it?
0: Uh, so I don't know if this freezes over because where I I fish like right underneath the spillway dam area. Oh, and that's it's not crazy like fast flowing water. Yeah, yeah, but I think there's enough that it won't won't freeze up. Oh, then you might catch them, huh? I wonder where they they ain't going nowhere. They're staying right there in the river, then, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly what the hell they're gonna. I don't know. I'll have to figure it out. I don't. You're think gonna have it's gonna to be throw too, like too, a too, periwinkle hard. for them, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck. You have to do something. <laughs> I got some ideas. Probably start off with a jerk bait and, and go from there. Work my way oh, up yeah. a little bit.
1: You'll get them. That'll be fun though. Learn it. Figure it out. That's the fun of it
0: yeah for sure um one thing i wanted to ask is uh why do you think swim baits work so well up around you guys in the pnw is it just because it i don't know the if they ones? work
1: so well though because i know dudes out there they're not throwing them they're catching just as big a fish as us dude that's right so yeah hard. that's definitely a misconception are you gonna get your shot at maybe the true trophy o- m- more times than on a jig or something maybe maybe not you know what i mean but um the, the, I think the swim baits work really good here in certain times. Um, you know, because you got certain times of the year when the bass are just so territorial that you throw a bigger, a big, you throw a TK in there, they're not even care about it. It's not a threat to them. But then you throw in that bigger bait and it comes into their area, their zone, and they're just not happy with it there, you know. So you're, you might catch them then, but you're going to, you're going to definitely get to check them out, you know, and see what they're doing. So, that's why I think it works good for me. I can use it that way, you know, to, to get on them.
0: Yeah. And I think it probably, like you were talking about using, using them as like search baits too, to like, you can pull up to, huh? you can pull up to a new lake and, and see what size caliber fish is in there. You chuck around yeah. 250 all day and see what, see what follows, what kind of wolf packs you have.
1: Yeah, you can do it. I mean, there's some lakes it doesn't work at all at though. So it definitely depends on the lake it's a trip you'll have
0: that's that's so crazy
1: yeah you'll have certain lakes where you could throw that thing all day there's giants in there too and they won't even check it out but it's because those lakes they're buried they don't want to check they're not eating like that you know they're buried up in grass or something you know they're not going to be able to ever see it
0: yeah is is it kind of like not necessarily big but is it starting to catch on up up there where you go out and you see guys that you don't know fishing swim baits
1: Um, yeah, there is. There's a lot of guys that don't like to talk about it, you know, um, that do it, you know what I mean? But it's not, like, super crazy. It's like, for me, this year, dude, I got to fish from spring through summer. I didn't have to go back to work. There was a strike going on, a concrete strike, so I got laid off in December. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, it was rad, because I was pretty good on on being able to make it through the, the year, you know? I was doing some side work and whatnot and getting on a, getting some unemployment at first. But anyways, I got to fish the whole time. And I can fish Monday through Friday and rarely see a dude on a lake. So that ain't crowded to me. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, you got certain lakes, though, on the weekend that there's going to be 20 boats at. It's weird. It's like all the dudes want to, um they, they congregate at some of the same lakes, you know. And um you can take that. Kind of be taken into your advantage because you can go to other areas, you know, and get away from some people. But, you know, a lot of the lakes, we have so many little lakes. They're everywhere. That's I was a, a Google search and there's like 190 lakes in, um, with, you know, close by to me, like within a couple hours of me. That's know? fucking crazy. Yeah. And I would say, you know, a lot of them have giants. But only a select, I don't know them all yet, so there's probably more than I think, but I'll learn them all. But the ones I've seen, it's like a small little percent of the lakes are the ones that have like packs of magnums in them. And I'm, I'm talking about from my area, which is um, like southwest Washington. I okay. don't know about, I don't know the north. You know, I don't get to fish up there enough. Like that's where the... Like all the giants are always caught. It's like Seattle North. It's weird,
0: right? Is are, I mean, are trout in a lot of these smaller lakes and shit? Like, Dude, they're they in like all of them,
1: they're, they've That's stalked so all of them multiple times. That's a year. so crazy. Yeah, they just stalked all these lakes, and it's crazy. They'll dump trout into these shitty ass little tiny ponds that the birds just eat them all. Nobody even fishes them. I'm like, what are they <laughs> doing here? The trip. But, damn yeah
0: have have you gotten to experience like a crazy stalker bite like they do in california and shit like with hunts yeah
1: I, it, I i've only got to dial it in at one lake it's, it was pretty cool because before i dialed in that that bite this year like i got this year i got to watch the fish i just sat back and watched them seeing what they're doing i wasn't even fishing for them the years before i didn't have enough time to do that so i was fishing the whole time and i think it slows down when you're not getting enough time to observe, when you have very little time on the water, you're going to be rushing yourself more, you know, missing out on these, yeah. on these cues. But, uh, yeah, this year I watched them and I watched, it took, it takes a f- like a couple days until the bass all get together in the spots. And it has to be all obviously like, has to be the right conditions to get it all to work. But, um, they'll dump the trout in there. Usually it takes a few days until they start doing it and they'll, suspend underneath docks on corners and whatnot and i watched the school of trout swim by and they swim down the bank and around every dock so they go down the bank and then they see a, the trout school sees the dock goes burr, burr, and then swims around them and these oh uh, watching the bass just fire out the corners of the docks at them because there's the school swimming around the dock you know yeah and just cueing me in on different angles and approaches and whatnot and, but it was pretty fun and yeah i go out there and catch like five a day on the hud Granted, this lake doesn't have mega giants. It's like a four or five pounders. Like you're going to catch a ton of fours and fives and maybe a seven, but maybe one a year, but mostly fours and fives, you know? Right. Lakes are fun.
0: Damn, dude, that sounds like such a blast. There's not. We don't really have that here, unfortunately. And talking to you and then talking to James, the guy I had on the last episode who, who's from California, he lives on Little Dixon Lake. Like, Uh it's just, it's just fucking crazy. I wish Michigan would, we put all our money into salmon and steelhead, but that's for the big lake. Like, they don't, they don't do trout stockings here, unfortunately, these little lakes.
1: Well, they don't, they mismanage our salmon and steelhead here so horribly that I guess they just spend all their money on stupid stalker trout and they need to fix their salmon (laughs) fisheries. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the,
0: the steelhead numbers are super far down. You're not allowed to keep any this year, right? Is that what it is?
1: I mean, I don't even care about keeping them. I just want to go fish for them.
0: They're right, amazing yeah.
1: fish, dude. Like, we have... The place that we have up here is, like, nowhere else in the world. Out on the Olympic Peninsula, it's... It's sick, dude. And uh, the rivers out there are just depleted. It's so sad. It's messed up, dude. But, yeah, anyway. It's
0: crazy. I, yeah. I don't know. You guys just have it, like... So there's Michigan, and it's just like, you guys, it's going to sound weird. You guys are like Michigan 2.0. Like, your guys' Salmon and Steelhead are all C run. Like, your guys' is Your guys' are, like are all and from us. We all gave them Yeah, Yeah, And they're doing way better water, than
1: ours. Your guys' <laughs> runs are, yeah. like, phenomenal. And we can't even get a run. It's pathetic. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, it's, uh, some of, like, the last couple of years our numbers are down, but this year the numbers are way up. Uh, Two or three years ago – the numbers were down a little bit, but there was like, there was, there was guys catching multiple 30 pound Kings a day out. on the Oh, right. I know. I like,
1: have like, seen it. Dude. It's, in, it's been impressive watching that, that run grow over the years. Cause I remember watching, I remember um, seeing just the, the runs, the steelhead runs they are all over the place. They're everywhere up there.
0: Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, my, my uncle really capitalized. Like he helped Michigan get implanted here. And he was one of the first, uh, river charter captains and dude he got like he got super big into it like he would take out the michigan governor all the time he's in the freshwater hall of fame for steelhead fishing yeah it's pretty sick
1: dude you know what they're doing up in washington to help our runs they're netting lake washington one of our best and like we have only a couple tournament lakes in the state they're straight gill netting smallmouth up there to try and fix the salmon run it's pathetic oh my gosh yeah and because, Sam, and, the, and this lake's full of pike minnow, you know what I mean? Like, come on now. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Our fisheries management sucks up here. They're trying to destroy the bass, too. I don't know. I mean, not a good topic to get on, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know uh, some, of those, some of those western states, like, uh, I think it's Colorado. Colorado wants to kill off all their walleye and all their smallmouth, too. Yeah. And like they're more or less invasive and they're eating all right. the all minnows. That's and what shit, they're getting
1: at too. And then, crazy. yeah. And yeah. Yeah. it's wild. I could go on about it. Washington <laughs> is, yeah. Probably going to get out of here eventually. It's just hard to because the place is absolutely beautiful and it's got so many resources and fun shit you can do here. So it's always drawn me here. Kept me. Yeah. Here. Dude,
0: fuck. I I would move out there and not, not even move out there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun place. You fucking getting expensive though.
0: (laughs) Um, one thing, one thing that, uh, somebody, somebody would see if they're scrolling on your profile is how, how often do you fish at night? Is that like a, like a really thing that happens every once in a while? Or do you do that quite frequently? Well,
1: um, I've always liked fishing. I mean, I've always liked the idea of fishing at night, but it took me a while to kind of figure it out. Like I, I love fishing in the day, dude. Like my favorite thing is watching them eat. That's like what I want to go do. Hundred percent, yeah. You know what I mean? But some like these lakes be getting. You know, you'll get a lot of get a lot of pressure in a month. You know, for the lake or whatever. The only time to catch them really is at night in my opinion when they're they won't bite in the day a lot you know and this is like august this is summertime months you know um so that's when i take advantage of that and try to get out there at night like i yeah. this year i was um i did that Lanciati tournament online tournament you know and um when i rolled into august i thought to myself well this is probably the only month I'll be able to win that thing from Washington. Cause those boys down South, it's going to be hot as hell. And they're going to yeah. catch them as good, you know? So I'm just like, I'm going to just see what I can do. And I, I ended up going out. It was like a week into the month and, um, had my friend on the boat and, um, we're out pitching, It was like 10 and I'm, i was throwing the cycle gill as soon as it got dark and got smoked by like a, it was like a four fifteen smallmouth. I was like walking it down the dock and it was cleared the dock i just burned it to the boat and literally a fish ate it like three feet of line out and i had one like a month before that one on the joker i was fishing with brent that day and uh it was it was a decent day i want to say we had a few bites or something and i threw the joker on and was running it with the lip in and i was like "Ah, i'm gonna walk it and i pulled the lip out fired this bomb cast downwind just a mile and I'm just chopping the thing hard all the way to the boat. And I stop it like, 20 feet in the boat. And I'm like, hey, Brent, you think that thing looks good? And I gave it two chops. Chopped it right into the boat. And I'm, like, two feet of line. This fish straight levitated with it. I swear to God, it like, grabbed it and, and came <laughs> up the air, like, two feet and turned and broke me off, dude. And I was like, oh my what gosh. the fuck? Like, I mean, 20 um, Iser. you know what I mean? That shit's pretty strong. But, um, yeah. So after that, I've been backing my drag off. If I'm in open water, I'm backing that thing off because my drag was locked down. The fish was just so close, didn't have enough stretch. Boom, broke me off my Joker. I was devastated. But yeah, getting back to the Lanciani tournament. Um, that night I got that, that that Smolly dude, I've been right at the boat. Drag backed off. It just ripped like 15, 20 feet of line out instantly. I'm like, holy shit. I thought it was a, I mean, it was a big fish. It was a summertime. Oh my gosh. Got that one and i was like oh man i might as well put that in the tournament so i weighed that one in and i was like all right now I'm, now i'm going for it Then i started grinding dude and uh I, I didn't get anything really going for a few days and then coming on the full moon like i've never done good on a full on a full moon at night when the, when the moon's out me personally i just don't have a lot of confidence in that but i'm like i got the time i'm going no matter what and uh i get out there and the moon's just rising, and I'm straight retrieving the bait. No bites, no bites. And I'm, I start pausing it. Boom! Just blowing up on it. You know, it's that 10-second long pause, and then all of a sudden it just gets smoked. And that, that was the deal that night. I ended up dumping, like, two, six, seven Megas, and I'm like, okay, I just blew my night, dude. Just dump two Giants. I'm not going to get a shot at another big one fucking five minutes later boom seven four just smokes oh my it I'm gosh. Like, that fish dude i that fish blew the bait up real soft like this the, sl- the just suction it in you know
0: yep that's yeah yeah like and
1: um, that's how the big ones bite you know what i mean and uh this thing swam right at me like it was and i turned it around twice and had it in the net and i was like thinking oh it's probably a five it didn't dog Dogging, nothing, you know. I and I turned the light on, I'm like, "Holy, this is a pretty good one. And I didn't think it was a seven, and I put it on the um scale, it was a seven four. I was like, Damn, super tall, beautiful, just bluegill stuff, eating fish. You know, what I mean, it was healthy fish. You know, catching like 40 fish that night, and uh, Holy shit. all of them were like two, three pounders. I'm shaking them off, you know, I'm like, Please get off the hooks. I need right, You're wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, those suckers will hook you too. Yeah, yeah. Those little those little ones are the worst to mess around with, but that night was awesome. And uh I took a night out night off after that. Like I was grinding trying to fish every single night, you know what I mean? I wanted to fucking win that thing. I wanted that cycle trout. And uh also wanted to learn a lot by fishing those consecutive days different conditions different
0: yeah
1: yeah i'm learning a lot so i wanted to take advantage of that time i had to do that and uh and also keeping the same bait in my hand was a trip because i like to rotate baits honestly like i'll throw Mm -hmm. i'll throw a lot of different style baits until i feel like i dialed something in for that day or maybe i missed who knows but yeah locking that bait in my hand was cool yeah i I ended up taking night off went back out there the next night and i knew i I had a feeling they weren't going to like it because I caught three fish the other night. You know? <laughs> and that bait makes a, a unique sound. But sure enough, they didn't want to touch that thing. I got lucky. I got one bite, I think, like a three, two or something. And that, that counted as a fish. So, not, so I had like three fish or something. And um, I was like, I wanted to catch big, So I left that lake at like two in the morning, pack everything up, drive like an hour to another lake. And I, I know where the fish are I know exactly where the fish are this time on this lake. I have this lake dialed. Drive out to my first spot, fucking five something, right when it's getting light, and uh, you can't catch them at this lake really that good when it's um when there's no wind and daylight. So I left after that, plus I was tired, and uh <laughs> went back to that lake the next night or something or the night after that, and I ended up catching uh, um four and a six. And this is a crazy story because I, I typically would never do something like this because I wouldn't want to, like, beat on the spot so bad or whatever. But I literally had two spots that I was bouncing back and forth of all night. I didn't fish any of the other, rest of the lake because I had spent days fishing the rest of the lake and not seen fish or catch them. I'm like, why am I going to do that? So I would just go to these spots, these two spots, and rotate them and catch, like, four or five fish off of a night with two of them being some good ones. It was pretty cool. It was a trip. Because I was surprised that these fish were biting night after night. telling me that there's so many fish down there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Fuck, but, and they were all eating the psycho gill. Yeah,
1: that's what oh was a gosh. trip. Because they're fighting, they're they're schooled. So these fish are fighting for for the for the um eat. That's what's tricking yeah. of fish. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> not a bluegill lake where they're um where there's single fish, where they live in one spot. Giant lives in a little area. It's a little fucking little spot. And after he hears right. a psycho go swim by and eats it, he ain't eaten one again for like a year or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh, those good. fish that are schooled, that are fighting over um, to eat it, those are the ones that um, will bite. Are paper. you
0: writing writing these conditions and stuff down like in a book like when you're fishing these consecutive days you just kind of put yeah, it in them? Yeah, I, a, I have um, I just write it in
1: my phone and my notes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. when I get done for the day. I'll, I usually when I get done fishing I'll sit in my truck for like load up all my stuff sitting there chill for a second for a drive home and I'll do it that time, you know what I mean?
0: Are you concentrating on the moon phases and stuff or is it more just kind of temperature pressure? Uh, cloud
1: um, cover, that
0: sort of thing. I mean, so I'll go out for the whole
1: day, dude. I'll fish the whole day. Uh-huh. I just want to be out there fishing, but I can pretty much usually call my bite windows. And that's really, really evident in the colder months. That's, you know, in the summertime, you'll get them biting all day or random times of the day. But in the wintertime or fall or spring, then the um, bite windows are really dedicated to the, uh, to the moon and on the minors and majors and whatnot.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't believe in the moon thing, but I also wasn't completely sold on it. And then I kind of started paying attention this year and I did really good, uh, like three yeah. days before a full moon. And I, I did really good three days after the full moon. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this must yeah, be something.
1: If I look back like for years about all my catches, um, they all fall around like a, you know, up to full moon or something three days before it's it's like if you go and look back at all the big fish you catch you pay attention there's you catch them like like clockwork you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah for sure exactly it's like um it's a coincidence until you look at it
1: (laughs) yeah i think for three years in a row on this like or no two years in a row maybe i caught a seven on the same day in the fall no shit same lake too different fish Weird, huh? Crazy. Damn, it's fucking. This year, I didn't get to fish that day. I was
0: pretty bummed, but <laughs> I probably would have been horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I had a question about the Uh, oh, are when you're night fishing, are you using your lamp at all, or do you kind of? You probably you can't know have the lights on. I don't
1: think you're, I don't think it's good to have a light on when you're fishing at all. Right. Personally, yeah. So I have all the lights off, and um. I just pay attention to um, everything in the daytime, and then right it take, it, yeah. it takes a lot of practice, dude. Like it took me a long time to be able to gauge, like like your cast. You know, like I can cast right now and close my eyes and I pretty much know how far it's gonna go just by because I fucking casted that bait so many times. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: that's where it comes in handy because, like, dude, I have friends that will straight fire a fucking uh, you know a battle shad up into the woods. And so, you know, I've had dudes fire a freaking wake bait into someone's backyard. Like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> what are you guys
0: that. doing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're going to be in big trouble if we have to go up on their lawn. You know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> yeah, you got to figure it out. Get out there. Practice your cast. Fish a familiar lake. I can't go and fish a night fish a lake. I don't know. That's stupid. I would never do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. But. Dude, I'm I'm so jealous because. I, like I, I've never l- done really any good on a wake bait, let alone had a night even or had like a day even close to like what you were saying. Like I've had days like that, like on the Gantrell and shit, like in yeah. the afternoons, but never at night, especially on a wake bait. I don't know what it is, but I just have no confidence in a wake bait at all. I've never that's done crazy good with before.
1: Yeah, at nighttime. That's. I mean, I throw. I the other night I got on some pretty. Um, I got on a fun little. Throwing Throw in the citizen at night in the rocks. It had an um, underspin on it, so I think that, that called me fucking fun. It kind of clicks on the rock a little bit. Yeah, they were smoking it. They bite it different at night, dude. They just like I'm just little just annihilating it. I love that, you know what I mean? Are you it just dragging cool. it
0: around like a football jig?
1: Yeah, I was um, it was like eight foot of water um, rock, like that six inch round rock, you know. Or so. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just kind of bouncing around. Then you hit a big rock, you know, just pop it over that big rock, <clears> and then you smoke it. You know, what I mean, that's my. I love that shit too. You know, uh, oh, it's dude. fun right there. But yeah, I don't that's usually. Deep. I don't usually throw anything but a wake bait at night. Really, honestly.
0: That's fuck. I I don't know. I need to like next spring. I need to settle in. and I need to actually do that because dude, you,
1: you should I get. Think- um, have you seen? Have you seen Bob's wake bait? Um, that I I posted on my story a couple times. His name's Sub Uh, uh, Red Top Worms Wake Bait. Let me Um, go look real quick. Yeah. Um, I I can't remember what his um Instagram is. Sub something, anyways. He makes a sick little wake bait, dude, that you can gain some confidence on real quick. And it, I mean. In your area, dude, with your size of bluegills, it would get absolutely smoked. It works good in our lakes, too. You know, it doesn't have a ton of drawing power, and honestly, it's pretty—it's small like a, um, I don't remember what the other black dog one is, the shellcracker. Like oh, the shellcracker, yeah, yeah. Dude, probably the same size I, of the shellcracker, maybe a little smaller. But dude, I haven't you even can...
0: caught a fish on a shell cracker.
1: Yeah, you got to destroy I would imagine it would freaking get smashed in your area because you got all those little bluegill lakes and ponds and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. I've never caught a shellcracker fish. I don't know what it is, dude. I don't know. It's just hmm. it's fucking weird.
1: You must, like-, like, you know, okay, one thing about a wake bait is you need to be able to crawl that thing a lot. They, they want it slow a lot, too. That's probably yeah. one predominantly the best way I get bit on that thing is, like, a real slow retrieve. You know, I mean, every day is going to be different, obviously, but more often than not, it's on a slow retreat. And uh, I found for throwing weight baits, uh, get a slower reel. Um, that helps a lot to keep the bait going slow, especially at night because you can't really see the bait as well. You'll tend to over over reel the bait because you can't see it. Um, I thought I found that helps out a lot for me.
0: Yeah, I need to. Really, like I said, next spring I need to settle in and, and just fucking grind it out and learn. Oh yeah. Because I, I watched a kid I watched a kid catch like probably a five pound smallmouth here, yeah. off this dock, uh, on a buzz bait. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I said. Oh yeah. yeah. I should be able well, to. Well, if a, there's smallmouth
1: there, I'd be throwing that TK for him. I got, dude, I got on the um, this is kind of a funny story. Um, we got probably got off track, but I got my PB smallie this spring, dude. Which um was pretty cool for me you know i'm not a big smallmouth dude i love smallmouth they're fucking awesome fish i just i just don't target them as much i don't think my goals i've reached enough for largemouth and i haven't learned enough about what i need to learn so i'm just hyper focused on them but uh yeah i went out to this lake and and you know it was setting up like in the spring we get a couple of days of sun you know we know where the largies are going to be at you know what i mean so i get out to that lake and i'm looking for i'm about to head in to get the large mouth and so i'm about to go into something and in, uh, about in an area you know and i'm like oh i should take make a couple casts for some smallies out on this point so it's a long you know rock point i fire uh a bait out first i'm working a jerk no bites, like fourth fifth cast i'm like are you kidding me i know they're on this point i freaking picked this, the tk up the cali dream tk set up um the way i like to set it up for the smallies is i'll add a, a bunch of belly weight and get it to where it's almost a slow sink like with the with fluoro it's gonna just if you let it sit long enough it will slowly go down fire that thing out there dude about halfway back to the boat like three and a half pound small multi. i'm like okay yeah they don't want the jerk bait they want the tk today and i start fishing that point more Cast out like four pops in i'm like pop pop pause like a not a sharp sharp hard pop you know just enough to get the bait to kind of shoot out to one for a while yeah but, yep. you know and uh dude i call like an eight pound fucking rainbow stalker bro oh my I gosh thought that thing was a mega smally dude i thought i had a mega small i get that thing in and dude, uh, that I'm thing like, is
0: so round i'm looking at the picture of it right now oh my gosh
1: yeah, I get that, that stalker trout in, dude, and it kills itself on the boat by going nuts. You know, I mean, it like bangs its head off the gun on its dead. It I'm like,
0: daddy. God yeah. damn
1: it! I don't want this. You know, what I mean, I got freezer <laughs> overflowing with steelhead and salmon. I don't want this stalker trout. I see Stock this old trout, man yeah. out there. He's he's trolling. So I fire my motor up. I shoot out over at him, and I'm like, Hey, you want this fish? He's like, Holy cow! I haven't caught <laughs> one in three months. My wife's okay, gonna be so happy. Oh, he was so pumped, dude! I gave him that stalker trout. I rolled back to the point, dude. Next cast, like five, six. I think it was a five, six, five smallie. And that thing swims straight to the boat like a one pounder, right? Gets to the boat that's and so just crazy. goes straight to the bottom, dude. And I can feel him. If I that's that TK rod, I'm so glad I'm using that because that thing just folded over. And um, I can feel him smashing his head on the rock bottom, trying to get the bait out. Like it's just crack, crack and yeah, he turn, yeah, turns around comes up i get him in the net and i'm like oh my god dude such a beautiful flawless fish such an old an old fish and you know? i mean very
0: very yeah, old fish fish. beautiful the colors on yeah. it right now like i'm looking <laughs> at that picture it's such a classic just beautiful yeah, so, fit.
1: yeah i'm so glad i stopped on that small spot though because i went back in the pocket for the largies. there's none there
0: dude <laughs> so i was like <laughs> oh my god so yeah that was a fun you know- day it's funny you talk about that because when you hook a fish, well, when I hook a fish in, the, in my river and like, you'll, you'll, I mean, you got to grind it out of the rapids and then you can kind of play it a little bit <clears throat> and, yeah. and you can feel them. You can feel them get down there and you can feel them fucking knocking that bait against all those I yeah, guys. Trip. This fucking thing hungs, hangs up. I'm going to be so pissed.
1: I've never experienced that before. This fish was, was the first one I've seen do that, where it swam straight to the bottom in like 10 feet of water and I could see it down there just smashing its head against the rocks. I was like, holy shit. And, um, I mean, it, it didn't happen you f- for very long. I didn't let him do it too long. But um, I was pretty impressed with, with him. Big smallmouth, I don't know about for you, but in, where I live in Washington, in my experience personally, like every single big smallmouth I've ever caught swims right to the boat easily. As soon as they get to the boat, it's just, they're gone. And that's how they break everybody off. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Here, I don't know. Got, I haven't caught very many lake swam off, at least down here. Up at home, dude, they just fucking dog you. I mean, granted, I've, I've caught all mine. Like, a majority of mine are in Lake Michigan, like, on the pier heads and shit, and they'll fucking dog you, dude. Like, you'll you'll lean into them with, like a drop shot rod, and, like, you yeah. lean into them, and as soon as you lean into them, it's like, click, 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 because they're already taking drag. Like, they yeah. fucking dog you. But in this river, so, like, the way it sets up is I fish – if you're looking at the spillway, I fish on the right side and there's like a little pocket right there and I cast like on a 45 degree angle towards the spillway. I actually cast onto the spillway wall and I pull my shit off and I start just I start ripping it nice. through because they come up they come up and they they hit it because they think it's just something that fell over the dam yeah. wall. No, that's a and deal, uh, dude. That's a yeah. deal for sure right there. And uh that's sick. I I I I did, the first time I did it, dude, it was it was actually, like, five days before the full moon, and there was some kids fishing, like, the back pocket next to me, so I can't really cast behind me, and then there's guys f- casting towards me, so, like, I, I more or less have to cast on this wall, and I'm fishing uh, S-Waver 168, and I was, like, I, I was just kind of cast on, like, super shallow, and I was, like, I was like what? Like, it, it wasn't an S-Waver, it was the, the uh, Cabela's Bass <laughs> Pro Brain, I'm, like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fish this thing, like, because it fucking cost me, like, 10 bucks, I bought it with a gift yeah. card. So I, I shoot it up on that wall, and I'm like, oh, fuck, let's, hopefully there's nothing up there. Like, I, I don't get hang up. I pull it down. Dude, as soon as it hits the water, I get, like, one crank in. Dude, fucking just, I get T-boned. Like, holy oh, yeah. shit. And that was, like, a three-pounder. I was like, holy fuck, that was crazy. And so, like, uh, I, I kind of work. I'm sitting in the same spot, but I'm working my way down. So I'm casting farther to the left of the spillway, casting on the spillway still just farther, farther down. And like five or six casts later, I ended up catching a five doing that. And uh, there, it, the awesome. kids that were, yeah, the kids that were fishing the back pocket behind me, the one kid's like oh my gosh like I, like this fish like ate like s- it, right on the edge of the cast and i had to fight this fish and i'm standing on a rock like in a boulder field that's so and, cool uh, this fish is just freaking the fuck out right by my feet and yeah it has one hook on it and the other hooks like right by my feet i'm like i really do not want to grab this fucking thing so yeah. I end up flipping it and the kid ends up the kid ends up like waiting and swimming over and taking my picture with this fish he's like i've never seen anybody catch a fish that big here i'm like that's okay cool. that's cool and then like two days later, I catch another, you know, four and a half, five uh, doing the same exact thing. And that one, that one was one that dug, like, like you were talking about with yours, dug straight down into the rocks. And you could feel, I could feel, dub, 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 dub. and I was like, what yeah. the fuck is that? And then I reel it up and my bait, the, the nose of my bait is just smashed. I'm like, oh, he was like <gasps> trying to dig down into those rocks. I'm like, what a little cock Yeah, they,
1: they're smart fish, dude. They've been around the block. Like those fish are smart. For sure. It's like, I don't think they know, like, us, like, that what the hell we are, but they know how to, you know, protect themselves and whatnot. On, and if something's stuck, stuck in them, like, I think it's natural for them because when they probably get, like, a bluegill stuck in their mouth, that's the same shit they're doing, you know, to knock it out, yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, sure. So Dig that's probably, out. yeah.
1: Yeah. What they're trying to do. They, they're they probably figuring that's the same deal going on. But yeah, small mm-hmm. are cool fish, man. I'll, I'll get after them once in a while. Um, after I accomplish all my largemouth goals, maybe I'll go after them. I need to get on some musky, dude. I finally went musky fishing this year, and holy shit, dude! My buddy took me out there, and I'm all freaking. I've been catching a bunch of fish on a glide bait, like largies, right? And I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'll be able to go out there and catch a musky on a largie, dude. <laughs> or I mean, no, a musky on a glide bait. On a
0: glide not, bay. not yeah. the case.
1: Not the case at all. They would follow that thing, not even very follow, well. Yeah, they were weird. They're. I noticed that they need, you need to show them some flash, you know what I mean? And I didn't have no flash. (laughs) Those muskie are cool though. I want to get one for sure. I'm going to go after them next year.
0: So apparently uh, we're fishing up at home, uh, talking like, talking about where you catch these smallmouth and stuff on this pier head. We fish it when my buddy used to have his boat, we would fish it, we'd fish it in the middle of the, middle of the channel casting towards all the rip rap on the pier heads. It's. It's kind of like a ocean jetty, like you'd see down in Florida and Texas and shit. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, like you cast, you cast into these rock and these boulder pockets. These fish will come up and fucking smack your glide bait. Anyway, we were just dicking around out there, like it was the Fourth of July two or three years ago, and I ended up catching like forty fish this day on on a on a taxi trout. So it was ten inch glide bait. And, yeah. Uh, we're sitting there, and I just I was just getting I was just fucking tired That's casting cool. over there. So. I just took a I just bombed a cast out in the middle of this channel and it's only like 12 feet deep and I'm fucking ripping this bait back like super fucking fast and uh, I just see the shadow fucking come up and swipe my bait and I set the hook and I'm getting it to the boat and I probably got it like 10 feet from the boat and I thought it was just a pike and my buddy's like dude that's that was a fucking it ended up uh shaking off cuz I wasn't really like keeping tension on it he's like it was a, giant dude, that was a fucking muskie no no oh, he musky. said it was a muskie I was oh, like, wow. dude, are you sure? He's like, dude, he's like, that was 100% of Muskie. I'm like, oh, shit, I wish I'd have landed um, it, but it's whatever. Musky I or,
1: um, Pike, don't Pike get just as big as musky over there? What's, what, yeah, I don't know. Y- yeah, yeah, Pike. So why uh, Pike why, is why is do people big, like uh, musky way more than Pike then?
0: Uh, because, like, here, musky's kind of a novelty thing. Pike is, like, uh, it's, it's kind of like, bluegill versus crappie like crappie so sought after
1: oh they're the same size fish they fight the same
0: right (laughs) yeah yeah they just look different that's more or less all it is is. are
1: they harder to catch the muskie are harder to catch Mm -hmm. right
0: yeah yeah piker okay i got it
1: okay yeah that makes sense and it seems like the the muskie they i don't know they're weird they'll like cruise right up to your boat where i was at fishing you'd have like four footers. They would I, they would just hear your boat and they'd come right up to it. You know what I mean? And, yeah, uh, dude. It, they're it was so crazy.
0: crazy. Yeah, like, it was I, fun I though. Caught, I caught a really high 30s uh, pike this spring and that was the biggest one I had caught. And I caught it on a TK dead walking and yeah. dude, I fucking shit myself. I was like, holy shit, this is the biggest fucking pike I've ever caught. And I'd was, be scared, scared he's going to bite my bait off though. I I, I was. Yeah. Point, at that point in time, at that point, you guys in time, have to I worry about fishing, that shit. Yeah, I was fishing sixty-five pound braid at that point in time, oh, okay. just because I'm fishing Leviathan, which if you don't know, they're they're kind of they they load up I hear super well, super parabolic. Yeah. Right? So I'm not, so I can get away fishing. You can get away fishing braid, and that I I I was fishing, yeah, I'm but it, it makes the bait
1: act a little different, honestly, a lot yeah. different. I like, dude, I couldn't throw a TK on braid to save my really? life. No, hell no. I ain't throwing no TK on braids, 65-pound braid. You're crazy. nah. I'd throw it on, like, 17-pound, 15-pound mono, 20-pound mono, even changes it then. Like, the line yeah. affects the bait tremendously, dude. You know what I mean? If you were just ripping it on the surface, then the 65-pound braid would probably work fine. But me, personally, I, I just wouldn't be able to get the bait to do what I wanted it to do with that type of line, you know?
0: yeah i caught all of my uh once i switched over to to co-poly that's when i stopped fishing the tk and i started fishing my normal glides but Mm -hmm. i i literally caught all my tk fish this year all my bass and everything on 65 pound braid just because i was like i don't want a fucking pike to eat this shit no i
1: totally get it dude (laughs) yeah if you can it's and it's probably like me personally it's probably like i can't stand seeing the 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 braid but i I mean, I do know that it affects the way the bait swims by oh, floating up in, the, in yeah. the weight of it, but it all comes down to how you're fishing the bait. If you're fishing it crazy fast, then you can get away with it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like honestly, I, I, I fish when I dead walk it, I'm fishing it like a jerk bait. Like I'll go, I'll go like, yeah. real, real pop, 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 real, real, real. Yeah. Like I'm fishing it pretty fast for, for what it's supposed to be fished. Like compared right. to what it's supposed to be fished. Like,
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, in fishing, it comes down to personal preference. If it works for you, dude, do it. You know what I mean? Like, I see a lot of people, like, like when I was getting all my gear dialed in. I mean, I'm still not 100 dialed, but I'm getting pretty dialed in. Like, someone could tell me, "Hey, you need to use this speed reel, that line," and it just wouldn't work right for me until I figured out what worked for me personally. You know, and for every bait. You know what I mean? And I think in fishing, like a lot of people probably cook or like get the cookie cutter set up you know what i mean and you gotta experiment with what works for you the best you know and i mean you'll figure it out over time
0: yeah for sure like it's it like you said it all comes down to preference if you like yeah. uh if you like grind and fish in there's there's definitely a rod for you if you kind of like playing your fish out a little bit using your drag a little bit more there's definitely another rod for you like it just yeah. comes down to to your First style it's honestly. like
1: style yeah and that's what's rad about it in my opinion
0: yeah like dude i i fished i have so many fucking summit rods because i've just bounced between everything and yeah I, i've settled on i've settled on the karate okay that's just kind of what i like Uh, i like that I real actually, the the one i have the one that i've been using all year is just the 200 hg just a normal one but I have another one that I've had and like had on my had in my closet, and I ended up taking well, that one out Sunday during the tournament, so I'd have more than one setup up. Yeah. I didn't realize how much sand and grit I had in my other one until I started <laughs> using this one. right and at first, like like you know when you're fighting a fish and like your drag's not down all the way, and you're reeling and your spools just spinning and it doesn't feel like right. anything's going on. Dude, yeah. that's what I thought. That's what I thought this new reel was doing. I'm like, why is this reel like not bringing any line in? I'm like, holy shit, it's just that fucking smooth. Like this other one is, <laughs> I I didn't think anything of that's it. That's like, funny. Oh, this one's bad. <laughs> it was
1: so smooth. You tell it wasn't even turning.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude. I was yeah, like, that's wild. Yeah. You must have because, a nice like room. no. Yeah, that's funny. When I'm that's fishing true. like the, those pike and stuff in the spring, like I'm fishing this little beach area, and yeah. I mean, i have i have pictures of my reel just caked in sand and sanded. so i knew it was okay. bad but i didn't realize it was that fucking bad i was like oh shit this needs to get yeah, set to i need to clean it in the winter
1: yeah even from not even getting sand in it like dude that karate K okay just isn't like it's strong good reel i'm telling you it's not gonna probably probably won't break on you but over time grinding big ones in or grinding a big bait in or yeah. passing, it, yeah. it wears out like i have one right now where like, when I first hook a fish on it, it's hard to get the reel going because the gears just Oof. aren't meshing as well as they did <laughs> when they do. I just replaced it, though. I got the Scorpion, the 300, and that reel is sick, the Monster Drive. Yep, so, yeah. The Monster Drive seems a little bit tighter to, to reel than the normal Corrado. This is my first time with the Monster Drive, so I don't know if it's know much about it, but I fucking love that reel, dude. Sick. It's the 300 a 300 series, and I used to have a 200. On that rod, and now it balances that rod much better. And uh, yeah, I like that reel, it's a sick one.
0: I had a Tranks 200 like two years ago, and I was a big fan of that reel. I really like that reel. Yeah, people shit on it, reel. I don't know why. Like, it is, it is like a 200k, but it was a nice yeah. reel for what I paid for it.
1: Yeah, what I've learned with like, I mean, Shimano's solid, I feel like their um qualities went down slightly over, over the last few years, you know, and um. The whole fucking deal with they can't, don't have any reels is silly to me. But, um, <laughs> Shimano, they have great reels. Their, their drag systems aren't as good as Daiwa, though. Like, I've used Dai- Daiwa, has a sick ass d- drag systems. I only used a couple of Daiwas, and I've used a shit ton of Shimanos. I like Shimanos, like the way they fit in my hand, and I like the way they cast, and I just, just like the way they look on the rod, honestly. You know what I mean? so that's why i like him, but um Dio definitely has better drag system than shimano i'll say that for oh, sure Oh,
0: dude yeah i have uh i just have a Dio. it's the discontinued uh t-tool. it's the ct so it's like the hundred i have the Tatula too i'm
1: not i'm not sure which one i have i was in a pinch for a reel and my buddy daryl the one, same dude that builds my rods um he's like hey you need a reel and i was like yeah i sold me a, like an old Tatula, he gave me like a good deal on it and um I just, I've been, I still use it. It's my reel from one of my jig rods and I dig it. I can skip the good. The only thing yeah, I have to say that's not good about that reel is the freaking um, spool control. The dial is on the side where my finger is, you know, on the, for mm-hmm. the, um, yeah. So when I'm skipping and casting with that thing, I'll hit that dial and I'll either tighten it down and my cast will fall short, <laughs> you know usually it always tightens down when I'm trying to skip a dock or something right in the juice and it lands like eight feet short. So that, I might have to put some duct tape over that thing or something. <laughs> but other than that, it's a solid reel.
0: It's yeah, good. I, like, I like my Daiwa. I think, uh, I don't know if the Wing Tee or wing T, yeah. I think the T mechanism, I don't know if it does a difference, but I like it. I can, I can go from fishing a, a weightless Senko to, to fishing a 110 with not even touching the reel settings, and, like, it'll stop itself. Like, it's a kick-ass wow. reel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've, I mean, all my Shimano's that I've had forever, dude, they still work. Like, you, you don't break them. They're great reels. Like, I'm not talking anything about bad about them. But definitely Daiwa drag system's impressive. But um, Yeah,
0: I want to I wanna dick around with the Tatula 300 just to see what it's like. I hear that's awesome. I'm
1: pretty sure yeah, uh,
0: I my buddy um, Blake,
1: he has one on. He loves it. He loves Diawas. He has both Shimano's and Diawas, but um, I think Brent, my buddy Brent's using them too, and they, they have nothing but good things to say about them. And uh, Daryl uses them too, I think, you know, too. He's always bouncing around from Shimano to Daiwa, he, he can't make <laughs> up his mind. <money. laughs>
0: um, the one reel I always wanted was the Daiwa Z twenty twenty, and dude, that yeah, thing that reel's dope. It's heavy, it's Is heavy it? as fuck. Yeah, it's like it's like eight or nine ounces, I think. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, see, I have bad wrists. From like my my oh, uh, yeah, I grew up skating and snowboarding and surfing. Like that's all I did when I was a kid, dude. From like ten until I was like twenty three, like all i was doing and i fucked my wrist up doing that so i need a light setup dude that's why i love that tk stick because like sometimes dude my wrist will be so jacked up i can still pick up that super light rod and get around and, and have like fun with that bait. yeah yeah yep. Ooh, doesn't doesn't stress you out as much to cast it one not.
0: yeah but i don't know like this it that the diowa the z it's like it's it feels so like i don't know dude it's like picking up a fucking robot like you pick it really up and it's, it's got got some weight to it and then i don't know i didn't like like i i always had wanted one it was my dream reel. no my buddy has one and uh he yeah. got it and he handed it to me and i'm like oh like this thing is not what the fuck i thought it was like it feels it. like it, it feels good it's it's big but it just, it's like
1: if you had the right rod you for it reel it where it was paired yeah for the yep. correct rod it would like, if you get the balance correct on the reel and the rod, the butt length and everything, the rod feels effortless in your hand if it's built right, you know what I mean? It's like flawless. Yeah. You get it dialed in like that, so, um, you know, and you're dialed. So maybe that's... Because yeah, I know Brent uses that one. He, I one. think he has it on like a... I don't know. I think he has it on his 8-3 or something, that Buka rod maybe? The Dobbins? He likes Dobbins a lot. Dobbins oh, yeah. Yep. But, um... Yeah, I've never tried that reel. I've always thought it looked cool.
0: Yeah, it, it's sick. He has it. I want to say he has it on a medium heavy Leviathan, which is, it, it, it's, that's like the, that's like my favorite TK stick. And yeah, that just, seems I like think too much reel for it, it, it. Yeah, exactly. It just kind of outweighs yeah. it and it just makes it feel clunky, I think. That, that I rod needs
1: like a 200K, dude.
0: Yeah, that's what I, that's what I fish on mine is the 200 yeah. on it.
1: Yeah. Or even like, I even, that's why I like that um prado DC on my, I have so that on my G Rod 150 dude. I can straight yeah. cast that thing a fucking mile with um 17 pound on and I'm not running out of school, you know what I mean? Yeah, and exactly. It's light on there. The lighter I can get, the better for me, because I'm fishing a lot and I don't need i I don't need some heavy shit.
0: Yeah, dude, but, yeah, for sure. Um kinda kinda wrapping it up just a little bit here. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting on track too a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. a bad thing.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Has, has swim bait fishing helped you transfer any of those things you've learned and your ideas to conventional fishing, like the Wayfish um, Act and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it's helped me learn a ton. I mean, there. I'm sure there's times when it's prevented me from learning, you know, and I wasn't getting feedback. But um yeah, it helps. It helped me learn a lot about how fish are positioning and whatnot. And I will come back every single time with a jig and catch that try and catch that fish. And a lot of times I will, you know. And um it's been a good tool for me to learn, you know, putting a ton of time in and doing it, you get to see where the fish are setting up, how they're how they're eating, what they're doing, whatnot. And it's also helped me like, I I swear it's helped me like um like when I'm salmon fishing and shit by reading just how the fish are acting out there, you know, in current different current situations and shit in the river and whatnot kind of tease you in on all kinds of different cues to pick up while you're out there. It's good. Um, good learning for sure.
0: Um, do you have any electronics on your boat? Like have those helped you play a part in anything, any of your fish catches or stuff like that?
1: Um, not a lot, but, but they have, I'm in like a few times. Like I don't have crazy good electronics or anything. Like I, this year, my buddy, um, when I got my... I built this boat this year, dude. It's a um, Valco, 14 foot. It was all just... It needed a rebuild, right? The kid, my buddy Jack, I remember telling him, he was a little kid. He was like 14. This kid's fish is a bunch. Good good fishing. He's in the high school club, too. And um, I said, if you ever want to sell your boat, let me know. And he, he called me like three years later. and I was like, I'll, I told you I'd buy it. I'll buy it. So I went and picked it up. <laughs> Anyways, they had put so... Like, three layers of three quarter inch plywood and for the sub floor like it was probably 200 pounds of plywood and water in the bottom oh of that gosh boat. yeah so i i rebuilt that thing dude it's pretty turned out pretty sick and i got a um sim rat on there Go 7 just had a down scan and 2d okay
0: but i yeah. found some yep. fish
1: with it this year i found like a couple of fish sitting like 15 foot of water i drove right over them fucking drove like 500 yards up upwind Killed the motor, drifted down onto where exactly where I seen him and cast a hut on him and caught one. It was like five and a half. You know what I mean? Maybe it was a different fish, but I marked something there and I cast it there and caught it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's not like I'm out there using I am, dude. I'm gonna get active target on my shit though. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, I would too, yeah. I'm gonna I'm getting every tool I can possibly have on that thing, you know. And um I got this lake um I used to live on out here. Some it's a big ass lake for where I, It's like a thousand acres, and uh, it's got kokanee in it. And I swear to God, the mega largies. The only time I see them is in the springtime when they have to move up, and I'll occasionally see them in weird, like full moon situations with right conditions. They'll come up on a point and follow a bait. But other than that, I think these fish go out and suspend and, and follow kokanee. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and having having live target or whatever the you're going to be able to see them target. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you'll fly over, like you'll be graphing out there and you'll see these just mega schools of, um, of these coconut and whatnot. You know, and I'm like, yeah, that's where they're at. I've caught them on top water out there in eight, over 80 feet of water, you know, 60, 80 oh feet. Holy you know I mean? shit. You know, you see like, them blowing up out there, you go out there and throw a spook and boom, there's largies and smallies in this lake. But so that'll be fun to play with that tool. I might go down a rabbit hole with that thing, but who cares? It'll really be fun.
0: Yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. Um, I don't know, like how if you're in Swimmate Universe or anything, but Bo Sprayer, he's the guy down in Alabama who uh, live target. He, dude, he'll go out like he'll fish 15 foot of water, and he'll use his live target and or live scope. And dude, he'll he'll crack fish cranking down his K nine. Like he'll just fish yeah. like a giant giant crankbait and he'll just watch it he'll rip it through and in his episode he talks about like he can tell like he's he's been doing it for the last like a couple months and he can tell which way these fish are facing so and sick. shit just by the first so cast sick, yeah. and how, how well, they react to the nine.
1: yeah and i mean like you hear everybody say like oh, okay there's this live target scaring the fish well that first time i see that thing it might scare him dude I don't have to come back there the next time with it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Right? I know where they are. You know what I'm I saying? Now, I, now yeah. I've eliminated so much dead water that I'm so ahead of the game now. It's not going to be funny. So that, I need to have that tool for sure and learn it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think, would be, I think it would be sick for forward-facing, um, like, under docks and shit to, to know oh, yeah. if, if it's going to be worth casting under there or if you should just work down to the next one and cover yeah. more.
1: Yeah, cause dude, I have lakes up here, dude, and you could go a hundred docks, and you're like, there ain't a fish in this lake, and the hundred and one, twenty fish come out and smoke your shit. You know, twenty come out, one eats it. You know what I mean? So if you could eliminate those those hundred and find and every, you know, you're you're making some progress now. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, dude, exactly. Like my buddy has it on his boat and. I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at, but he's like, dude, look at all these fish down here. And so I tied on, I tied on a glide bait that would sink in. I had to go cast it down to wherever his trolling motor was facing. And I was fishing the back of his boat because this kid's fucking crazy. And I don't trust him with my head <laughs> around his baits. And, oh uh, yeah. You gotta be careful about that. Dude, That's had, a very deal right there. I, I, I fished out of like three, three bass boats, like three boats in my whole, like for the last couple of years. So I wasn't used to it. Dude, back of yeah. the boat. I fucking I put both ass cheeks into this cast. My bait broke because I I bounced it off his power poles because I wasn't used to that. Oh my gosh, dude. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny, dude.
1: That's funny story, dude. That reminds me of a story I go out fishing with my dad. I still get to go fishing with him once in a while. Like he'll call me in the springtime all fired up. Let's go catch some largies and he'll be telling me about his his um, walleye trips and whatnot. So we go out, and you've got this new mojo rod, and he just fucking makes a cast and just destroys <laughs> it on the back of his motor. What is the funniest oh shit I've ever seen? All, oh That's man. not a good rod, and just
0: puts the thing away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's I, ended up, I, I ended up grabbing these two pieces of the bait, and I ended up super gluing it back together, and I probably caught another 30, 40 fish on it. And then... I was on the phone with my dad one night when I was down here fishing outside my apartment at the river, fishing this the bridge, and uh, I'm talking to him. like He called me as soon as I was getting down there, and I was like, I better talk to him. I haven't talked to him in the last couple of days, so I put it on speakerphone, and I set it down by my feet, and he's talking to me. I'm not paying any fucking attention. First cast, I bounce it right off the fucking bridge wall. I fucking fell <laughs> down. I'm like, son of a bitch. He's like, yeah. oh, why didn't you tell me you were fishing? I was like, I didn't, I didn't plan on fucking casting it right into the wall and breaking it, but it's whatever. I, that fate, that I, it broke right at the back hook hanger, and so yeah. like I caught so many fish that it started to pull out of the super glue, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna hook into a big fish and it's gonna pull off, but luckily yeah, that didn't happen. It just, it just ended up blowing up on the, on the, uh, the bridge.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the first year I like went really in, getting really into swim baits, dude. I was fishing out of Rashi a ton and that's a good fucking bait dude i mean i don't i don't it's it's a fast sinking bait but it's a fun one to fish and learn it swims it swims good it's pretty heavy anyways i had I was fishing the shit out of that thing i caught a ton of fish on it too but i go to make a cast one day dude and there's these um the every single one of the docks has like a metal pole that goes up it like three inch pole and it's yeah, yeah, a freaking, I thought I was like two inches in from the pole when I was doing like a a long like under a roll cast, you know, like a, bear, a barrel I, cast. Yeah, yeah, and I just smoked it on a on a <laughs> uh, pole, dude. The thing exploded into a million pieces. I was like, oh, I was like, see, that's why you get the Arashi when you're first learning. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't a K9. <laughs> yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Oh my gosh, fuck, dude!
1: That's yeah, that so was shitty. A fuck, dude. <laughs> I mean I had they are only 30 bucks I have like four of them. Oh, yeah that's exactly. Script.
0: That's like uh fishing fishing up at the the, the pier up at home like the riprap pier. Yeah. Um, when I'm fishing from the pier like I'd always, I'd always make super tight parallel casts. And dude, I, I can't even count how many times I'd cast and like a little gust of wind would come or I would just oh, yeah. overdo it. It would just, it would just land right on the pier right dude. next to me.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, this lake, that lake I lived on, it like predominantly blows 15 mile per hour Southwest every day at that lake. Oh, my and so when I'm throwing a glide bait there, I got to fucking cast it. <laughs> like I, I need it to land right next to the dock and it, and this lake's clear. So it's got to be a bomber cast. So I gotta fucking cast it with that angle. And dude, you get the wrong gust. Yeah, you throw it up in there and it curves right. And a lot of times, you know, I can get it right in there, like two to two foot from the edge of the dock. You know, but dude, you get that wrong gust, you just see it
0: going right at the dock. You gotta stop it and jerk it right back to
1: you. You gotta jerk it back to you, dude, and hope it doesn't hit you. Or it's fucking a goner.
0: Yeah, I had to get really good at the the pullback mid cast while it's in the air because like fishing around boat lines and stuff like if you oh, if yeah. you go to flip it and you don't you, you're trying to like get under like you're trying to hit your line underneath it so like you can get the you can your bait will just fall right in and if you go right over it you're fucked because you know it's gonna yeah. get hooked down there so i yeah. had to get pretty good at that
1: yeah i love my favorite way to like i like fishing tight quarters with that tk like really close casting and that's like probably one of my favorites when when they got gu- when they get like in. Up shallow in the spring and they get underneath all the docks and stuff i can flip that thing under docks and whatnot it's so fun you just walk it around that's why i like that bait a lot
0: i've been uh i haven't gotten to lake fish much this year but these these tight like super tight twitch glide baits i have like i can i can cast um past a rock or something and i can i can honestly get probably you know eight or nine twitches and like a foot Foot space, and I just think, right. I think it triggers so many bites just because it's so erratic and it's so tight and it just hangs in like that. Not necessarily the strike zone, but it just hangs in, it hangs at that point where that fish is going to commit. Coming, you out know of that there's fish there. Get a bait, yeah, for sure. If you okay, can just keep so, it yeah. there long enough,
1: yeah, you're dialed. Then that's what you need to do, for sure. I think you're right. Well, just flashing up in their face, and if there's multiple fish there, you know you get one excited and two, and then all of a sudden one of them's going to eat it for sure.
0: Yeah, dude, ex- uh-huh, exactly. There's I had a cast to catch where um I'm standing on shore at the rock that I usually cast at when I'm casting to that spillway and uh, I'm talking to the GoPro. I'm like, "Okay, I'm like the slack water right here. I was like uh there there was a big like back pool eddy right at the edge of the uh of the spillway and there's this huge f- pile of foam, like sea foam." And I'm like, "Okay, like right here um the fo- foam is the home is what we say so i i literally cast it right. right past it dude i got three twitches or no i think it hit the water right away and i started to reel and it was a super slack and so it's like i fucking sped up because that fish had already picking it up and started to swim yeah. away with it
1: yeah that's sick dude i know imagine all those bites that you don't ever feel they're far out that you don't see you know what i mean
0: yeah dude like that's that's the scariest thing to me is when a fish hits it right away and you have to you have to reel it in 80 feet like oh my I'm like oh my gosh that's So much water for them to throw a hook.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of my bites that I like, my big bites that I've got this year, I never felt. I seen the fish eat the K nine or the TK, and never felt nothing. Watch the bait scoot over two feet because it was on a slack. Yeah, dude,
0: same here. In the
1: middle of the pop, you know what I mean? You'd have no no line pickup on them. So those there's so many times that you're not even feeling bites. You know that. That's why it's so important to be completely dialed and paid attention the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. here that water is like so dark and those smallmouth are so dark like that's why yeah, i, can't I try to me. only fish i try to only fish like bone colored baits because like yeah you'll get two twitches in and you'll see your bait get kicked up like super fucking like sideways oh, yeah. and then you'll just see it start to go to the side you're like oh fuck i'm not doing that why is it going like sideways yeah. <laughs> smashes it. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah it. it's so much fun dude yeah but cool uh is there anything else you want to touch on before we kind of close it down i don't know what the hell just happened there like my headphones died so i couldn't hear anything frank was oh, saying yeah. but uh if if you want to shout shout any companies out that you like or any guys that you you fish with and you want to uh, talk about
1: dude i i want to say thanks to everybody that freaking has shown me shit over the years and inspired me dude everybody's stuff they post and everybody that tells me dude that shit inspires me to get out there dude and i love it you know some like this, the stuff that we we do and you know the pictures that we put on there, we don't you never know what you're doing for somebody, so I, I really appreciate all that stuff that people do you know um, yeah, unique baits Gene, he's a killer dude, makes some sick baits. Um, we're in class zero you Mike can stick. Um, thanks thank you guys for helping me out and shit whenever you know with any questions I ever have or anything you know on baits and stuff and then um my friend Daryl for you know always. Tell, will, like, tell you something, but he's not going to tell all, you all of it. So, thanks for making it <laughs> hard for me. So, I had to learn all that shit. And, uh, all the dudes, Brent, and all my good friends, you know, for helping me along the way and shit. Fishing, I love it. And we're just going to keep grinding it out. Yeah. And uh, my friend, Matt, from Live to Fish, dude, you'll see him. He's a freaking hammer. And a uh, smart kid, dude. So, those are the guys I wanted to say. something shout out and everything you know i appreciate you having me on here dude talk fishing and whatnot and um oh yeah, dude. yeah it was a lot of fun yeah i feel like we missed out on a bunch of shit we never talked but we'll maybe we'll talk again we'll talk about salmon and seal it up here dude it's pretty fun
0: yeah dude for sure we'll have to do another one of these like uh like dude you'll, you'll go to sleep tonight or like tomorrow morning you'll be sitting at work or or i guess you won't be sitting at work but you'll be sitting there and like you'll you'll text me like out of the blue, like fuck dude i completely forgot to talk about this because that's exactly how it always goes that everybody is like that we got
1: got on some rants we got off topic (laughs) we talked but yeah dude there's a bunch of good stuff to talk about we'll get after it maybe me and brian will get together and and, um, we'll do something or something
0: yeah dude for sure for sure um whoever yeah dude anybody um i want to thank frank for coming on kind of been planning this for about a week or two, but finally got to pin it down. Um,
1: yeah, it's been a I, crazy I, last I, couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I'm excited to, to talk to, to you and, and these other PNW guys because, um, it's, I don't know. Did you guys have a lot of good fish and the guys who do it up there, you guys do it right. You guys are hardcore about it and you're not, uh, yeah, you're not cool. doing it just for hype or anything.
1: No, like one thing I want to say too, dude, is like, um, this is how me and my homies fish lakes around here, dude. Like I'm like, okay, what well, lake are you going to? We'll ne- at first, they would never tell me. And now my buddies, I'm like, well, are we going to end up on the same lake is what I'm getting at. So we like go exactly away from each other, you know what I mean, instead of trying to meet up with each other. So we're, I'll roll up to a boat launch. If I see my, a buddy there, I'm turning around. I'm going to another lake, you know what I mean? That's how we all roll up here. For the most part, all, of our, all the our core group of friends here, you know.
0: Right, yeah, for sure. For sure. Nobody's stepping on each other's toes and I mean no yeah. you guys aren't trying to divide a lake up. no nah, you
1: gotta gotta keep it um there's enough action
0: around, dude. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Having hundred and ninety lakes in yeah. an hour to span.
1: <laughs> but yeah, dude, I appreciate you having me on here, dude. It was fun talking for you.
0: Yeah, dude. I wanna thank you for coming on. I wanna thank everybody for listening. Uh Make sure what, what's, what's your Instagram, shout your Instagram out and I'll put um, it in the Frank Headland Fishing. Cool. Do you have a YouTube channel or anything or just Instagram? No, just Instagram. All right, sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. About to We're about to go into salmon and steelhead season it's going to be sick.
0: Hell yeah, man. I'll put that in the description for anybody who doesn't follow you already. Right on. Um, make sure if you guys don't follow the podcast. On instagram make sure you guys do that scales and tails underscore podcast uh make sure if you guys haven't already to rate the podcast on your listening platform give it five stars if you're enjoying it or rate it honestly it doesn't never hurts my feelings uh make sure if you guys haven't already to uh, to get in line for the october sticker there's i think about 25 left so you can enter your chance to win the uh gracely gracely three-piece uh finesse swimmer killer little bait uh other than that um, here pretty soon. we're going to start the Thanksgiving give back. That'll be pretty sick. A lot of, a lot of sick baits on the way and some other little care packages from some other companies that you guys can win if you enter into that fundraiser. But, uh, I want to thank you guys for listening and I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks everybody.